Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies Talking Leaves. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And happy belated Valentine's Day and happy belated Family Day. Um, we're recording on Monday today, but uh, we want to first start off with a shout out to our Facebook friends. Um, there's quite a few of them, actually, that uh, interact with us. It's uh, Ron Ashley, Paul Baker, all the way from Wales. Uh, Shenley Chen and Brian Lovering. So um, they all showed up actually as top fans on our Facebook page. So we want to say a big thank you for that. And it's great. We always love the interaction anyways with, the, mm-hmm. with our with our Facebook and our social media friends. And thank you also to Gordon, who follows us on Twitter and listens to our show all the way from Australia. We appreciate all our listeners and followers on social media, as we said, and we hope you got to check out our photos from Maple Leaf Gardens. Um, if not, uh, be sure to follow our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages, and also go to our Kofi website to see more photos and our personal stories. It's now 22 years, if you can believe it, since the last game was played there, and we have so many great memories from our time that we spent there. Um, I, I personally remember... Uh, the playoff games that we went to, uh, I don't know, like you could never do this now. I don't know if people could sneak the stuff in, but you remember the guy that had in our section who had the sparklers? <laughs> I yeah. thought that was fantastic. Uh-huh. I don't know. There was just so many things like that that made uh, those games extra special. Yeah, um, I, I made a comment somewhere on social media about the sparkler guy because that's something mm-hmm. I think obviously it stuck with both of us. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was funny. Uh, Dougie Gilmore, he, he mm-hmm. posted, um, I guess yesterday, I think it was on, on Valentine's day or the day before was the anniversary of when he got like the six assists, I think it was in the game, like the most ex- assists mm-hmm. as a, as a leaf in one game. And it was during that 92, 93 season. And, um, and I remember every game there of that season was just, it was always so exciting to go down there. Like oh we yeah, always like, we always knew there was going to be a, like something happening, and the crowd was buzzing all the time. It was just yeah. it was unbelievable. Like that that time, we didn't have like a Maple Leaf Square like we have now, but it's like all of downtown Toronto was that. You know, like remember, yeah, all of the the cars, the the honking and everything yeah. up and down the street, <laughs> and and the oh, yeah. energy outside the gardens at the time always was uh it was just supercharged like you could feel it like as soon as you got even close like even once you're in college station you know for, oh, for, sure. for the yeah. subway right yeah um, the the thing i guess that i i think for us too that we got attached to was just going and watching games from standing room 
yes. in Maple Leaf Gardens. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many people that we met there. The only thing I didn't like, I was trying to think of it before we came on. I was like, the only thing I remember not liking was the glass was like, there was glass there for whatever reason. It was such a little area behind the red section, mm-hmm. behind the net, if if we describe it well to our listeners. <laughs> Who have who who seen a game there? Lucky enough, um, but the the glass was all scratched. So I was like, I I hated. True. Yeah, I was always like, there was like a foggy part of the glass, but still, it didn't matter because we were all together in that in that spot and with league mm-hmm. fans, and it was just unbelievable. Like the like, there's a lot of little places in the, in the building. Um, that were unique and different, and the buildings today just don't have that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So another memory, um, which not quite as exciting, but I decided to put it in here, is that on February 29th this is the last time we went to a Leaf game in person. Uh, that's coming up um, the anniversary of that, and we were at the game at Scotiabank Arena for the Leafs and Canucks. Uh-huh. That was our last game that we went to, and I was like, that is so sad. <laughs> follow up following up something that's so happy with or not happy but we we enjoyed our time maple gardens and followed up with this that we haven't been to a game in so long i don't know yeah almost a year it's kind of hard to believe it just feels like in a blink of an eye uh it's gone by anyway i'm not sure uh when we'll be back in the arena but for now at least we have games being played which I guess we have to be thankful for, and our Leafs are doing all right, actually better than all right so far. So uh, let's get into what we're going to talk about in this episode. So uh, first off, we have our uh, next installment of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And we also have for you another new segment, which we're going to call Ladies Talking Leafs Highlight Reel, where we're going to choose our top three highlights from the past uh, couple weeks. And we'll discuss those. And then we're going to wrap up with what's coming up for the blue and white. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Okay, so the good, the bad, the ugly. Back for our second second episode, official episode, or not episode, sorry, segment of the good, the bad, the ugly. So um, actually, still never ended up telling me what her good, bad, and ugly. Uh, I did, but I don't. I think are, it was in a in a, a text thread, and you might not have no, seen it, but I did. I text it, it to you. <laughs> All right, I didn't see it, but so I'll it'll start be a off. surprise. Yes, it's going to be a surprise. So I'm going to start off because, um, so with the good, the good I have as JT, I'm going against everybody, John Tavares, I don't know, everybody's giving our captain some grief. Uh, over I the know, past I was going to say, it's it's interesting that you chose this, given that like, there's just nothing but negatives with JT and Nylander everywhere yeah. uh, today. But uh, so, anyways, go on. Yeah, so... I don't know. Everybody's going on about him saying, you know, uh, actually, I, I have to give credit. They haven't brought in the contract yet. They keep they were avoiding that contract part of it um, and and that. So I'm going to avoid it as well because it's it's uh, it's not significant right now. So 
when I looked up the stats on him, I mean, he's obviously five on five, like everybody's saying, he's not doing great, both him and Nylander. They're just not, they don't have, have it right now, five on five. Hopefully that'll change tonight versus the Senators and moving forward. But he's he's second on the team in face-off percentage at 60%. So he's just behind Spezza. Spezza's at 64%. And isn't that like, those percentages are pretty darn ridiculous, first of all. Yeah. And it's not easy competition that he's getting, um, obviously. So I think being the, on the, it's the second line now. I don't know. They were going on today. I heard somebody talking about the, the 1A and the 1B line. Well, now it's not the 1B line anymore. It's number two. And I'm like, who? Like, really? I'm like, 1A and 1B? Like, why? Like, I don't know. I just think the media is sometimes we're not a part of the media we're different we're fans <laughs> and um, and uh anyways i didn't like that and yeah so he's second behind spets at 60 percent um on the face-off draw he leads the team in the power play goals with four so he still leads them which i was actually shocked i checked that today because i wasn't sure um and he's second in shots taken behind austin matthews mm-hmm. so he's obviously getting the shots I didn't go as far as to say on the heat map where he's the shots are located, but generally he's always around the net. Right. So I would think that a lot of them are in tight. Um, and this, so those three things, despite being the reduced ice time of actually, he's reduced ice time a whole like two minutes. Like last year, he he was averaging about 19 minutes, 33 seconds. And this year he's averaging 17.47. I was just going to, that's what was coming to my mind as you were talking about his stats is that I really feel like he's not on the ice as as much as he has been in the past. Because he's like, I think Keith is really throwing Austin and Mitch out there all the time. Yeah, like, like they're playing, like Marner I think is at 23 minutes average yeah. and I think Matthews is 25 mm-hmm. or or uh, one or the other, basically. But um, but yeah, they're playing. It's like they took those extra couple of minutes. For sure. From from Tavares. But I don't know. I, I just think a lot of it, I mean, yes, I mean, he's 30 years old now, so he, he might not be the player, let's say, to drive the lines, line still like he used to always like make the other player better Mm -hmm. Uh, back like you we've talked about this before with Matt Molson I guess was his winger in in the Islanders and got him 50 goals or whatever it was but it was mainly because Tavares was he was a driver of the line right whether or not he can still drive a line but to me he doesn't have a line because Keefe doesn't have a set like he doesn't have a winger to play with him he has Nylander but it's like interchangeable on the other side the whole time. And he keeps mm-hmm. flipping near Nylander is a right winger and he keeps flipping him. Like he put him, he put Nylander on the left one night. I saw him or for a few nights, he keeps, it's like, it's always interchanging. And I'm thinking to myself, how is it, how is a player supposed to get anything going when it's like constantly, whether it be McKayev or VC or, um, I don't know. Tonight, apparently, versus the Sens, they're they're going to put in Hyman there, mm-hmm. which that's a thing. Well, I guess that's what they started with, is it not? Oh no, no they, they had actually, Hyman with Kerfoot and VC at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, because it's very interesting. Because today, again, as I was listening to all the Leaf Talk shows and everything, I was like, 
they were promoting Hyman so much. I was like, you know, you're ru- really ruining Kyle Dubas's life here. I said, right, because by pumping <laughs> yeah. him up. And ours, too, because yes, they're, they're yeah. basically going to price him out of our team. Exactly. By pumping because, him up so much, I know. Because they just keep saying how, like, you know, oh, no, you don't want to take Hyman away from Matthews and Marner because, like, well, like, and I actually agree with that, but like, they're just saying like, you know, he's, he's just invaluable to, to those two players sort of thing. But then you got to jumpstart JT and, and, and Nylander somehow and, and get them back and going. So the only way to do that is to have that energy guy like Hyman sort of thing. Right. And then they're like, what about the third line? You know, originally that's what they wanted him to be on the checking line to be that kind of gritty um, guy that has energy that just it causes like uh, ruckus in the corners, that kind of thing, and be like a checking type player sort of thing. So he could go there too. And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, he's like, what is Zach Hyman's the whole team here? I'm like, right? I'm like, well, I mean, he's gonna he, be asking for six million at the end of the year. <laughs> he's the utility guy. Like I, like I said, like he can go up and down. He can play anywhere you need him to play. Um, for sure. But like, what about like Simmons on like that? He was playing also with JT and uh, Nylander. And I think that that was actually a really good combination. I like I like yeah. that. And it was only Simmons. Was only the Simmons one game. Will, yeah. And Simmons yeah, can, can give both of those guys more space. So, um, yeah. So like basically, I think that it's not early in this season, but it's still early. And I still think that he's still Keith is still trying to find the right fits, um, you know? Yeah, yeah. But because of that, I just don't think that people should ream on John Tavares no. with the way no, he's... And, and really, should should anybody be reaming on anything right now? Like, how much, yeah. like, these guys can't win no matter what. Like, even if they win the cup, people are going to be complaining about all the things that they didn't do right and it wasn't a perfect cup win somehow. Like... I, you know, they're in first freaking place. So come on. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> really? the only thing that the only thing that I would ream out on, and I'm not going to go or we're not going to get into it now because we need to get into your good mm-hmm. <laughs> side, um, is uh, Pierre Engvall and Jimmy VC. Because to me, well, um, we're going to get into that too it. because that's okay. that's going to come up in one yeah. of my sex sections also. Okay. Um, right, so what's your good? So my good actually is uh, Austin Matthews, uh, not. For obviously in this uh, stretch, he had a goal streak. But that's not what I want to talk about. Actually, I want to talk about his defensive game. And remember, with the very our very first episode when the the season started, we talked about you know what what did he add to his arsenal over the summer, yeah. and we couldn't quite figure out. Well, I think that we are seeing that now. I think that he. And that fitness has a huge piece to do with this too. That he worked on is uh, is basically rounding out his game and working on his def- defensive game. And I'm like so impressed with that. Like he, I looked as comparison to see like the amount of hits he's he's dishing out each game now versus what he has in the past. There are several games in the past season, even last year, where he didn't hit anybody at all, like in, all in a row, like six or seven games in a row without a hit. And I don't think you can even, there's barely any games so far that he hasn't, doesn't have at least one hit. And they're often at a critical time. Um, 
he's got like he's a, a takeaway machine. Uh, I've got to say, like his attention to that is so impressive. Um, but he's he, he's just rounding out his game to becoming like a really complete player, and I'm like super <laughs> impressed with that. It was funny. I heard uh, one of the Hab players, I think it was Joel Edmondson, I guess, after the yesterday, because they're now off for the week or whatever. They have the, their break. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about from the night bef- the game the night before, and they were just asking him about Austin Matthews and, all, and, and the fact that he does seem to be showing like the physical part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, really? I didn't see that. I'm like... Well, there's like it's, some games that I looked at and he's he had like four hits, six hits. Yeah. Like I mean, he's not gonna be bone crushing like No, because that's not his job hits, and I don't want him to do that no, either. Exactly. Yeah. But, but he's being responsible in that in that area now and uh you can tell that he's he's adding this this piece to his game and uh and I'm I'm loving that. I, I mean yeah. it, it's gonna take away a little bit from his offense, but Eventually, it's not, you know, like eventually all of it's going to click on all cylinders. And uh, and so, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty, pretty pumped about that part. Yeah, no, he's becoming basically a more complete player. Mm-hmm. And um, he should right now, like we should be talking about him, whether it be as a heart trophy candidate or even a Selkie trophy candidate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't watched much of Bergeron seems to be on Boston, always seems to be the winner of that trophy sort mm-hmm. of thing. But eventually you would think age would catch up with the guy and uh, someone else will, will win it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You would think. But, uh, you would think, <laughs> right? And, but I, I think definitely like we should be talking about about that um, well, like, as we get what, closer. For sure to, we will be yeah. at some stage in his career. I mean, yeah. it's it's. No, like I think we, it's going to be this season. I think he's going to, like, as long as we can, I don't know. It seems that the as long as the team, rather than talking about the individuals here, but as long mm-hmm. as the team kind of gets their the balance right with the offense and the defense and it comes yeah. together for them, I think we can be talking about it this season. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so let's go on then to the bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So my the bad that I chose was this eleven forward seven D combination of lineup um, that Tampa apparently we've really used it last season or in the last couple of years. Uh, John Cooper, the coach there, w- really made it uh, work for them. I don't think they're doing it on a full time basis, but on, no. on many games they were doing that. But I don't know. I just find that there's no. There's no like they did it twice so far, as far as I could tell. I went back. They did it um, versus Winnipeg, and they had Lettinen as the uh, seventh defenseman, and he played like a total of six minutes and just over six minutes. And then they did it um, in the second game, actually, it's the third game versus Vancouver. Um, they had Sandine finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got into a game and he played all of exactly five minutes in the game. Yeah, he did a lot with those five minutes that <laughs> I have to yeah, say. Yeah, he got, but yeah, but I don't know. I just find that you can't, well, especially the defense, they can't get into like 
that alternating of the defensemen, like especially yeah. for like it's always at the bottom, like at the bottom pairing with Bogosian, like he's constantly having to like figure out, okay, am I playing with Letnin? Am I playing with Dermot? Am I playing with this guy? Am I playing with that guy? Like I don't know, you just can't get. And then even with the forwards, like I think, I think um, Keith was convinced after the after that. Um, game against Vancouver, I think he was convinced that he doesn't want to try that again. <laughs> if he doesn't yeah, have no, to, because... I, I was going to say, Keith didn't really like it either. <laughs> yeah, after, after the first one, he was so-so about it. He didn't really say too much, but then he actually did say in the press conference after the Vancouver game that, like... Because, I mean, if let's just say you get the injury to a forward. Like, you're going to have three lines plus one, right? Like plus one guy, like you're really shortening your forward lines. Um, no, and, and then no and, one can get any flow. Like you're not going to get yeah. any flow with your offense or your D. So I, I don't know. It's, yeah. So I, I would say it'd be hard to for sure 100% throw it out as an option, um, you know, after just trying it twice. But in a short season, you know, how much do you want to experiment in in game right so um yeah yeah the only thing positive like you were saying was sandine and that was funny i just have to say it the the fact that it was the game winning austin matthews goal mm-hmm. game winning goal and he he basically marner apparently went before the draw marner went over to him and said look if he wins the draw, get the puck to me, and that's fine, and we're done. And that's basically what happened. <laughs> that's what San- yeah. Sandine said. Mitch came to me. He said, get the puck to me, and, it, and we're good. So yeah. he said, that's what he did. Austin won the draw, and he got the puck to Mitch, and then they did the rest. He's like, yeah. And I said, that's great, fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's yeah. teamwork, folks. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. But what's uh, what was your... Bad. Okay, so you sort of mentioned it earlier. Uh, my uh, bad was uh, was basically the third line. I right. don't know what the heck's going on there. Like it, uh, Kerfoot, all the stupid penalties he's picking up, the fact that they can't seem to find any kind of group that seems to be working there um i don't know they they seem to start strong at the very beginning mm-hmm. but somehow it's sort of kind of falling apart a little bit and i just i got no answers to them i, I don't know what the heck is going on there yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know either <laughs> i mean i don't know that's why there has been talk of of the the whole trade thing like Elliot Friedman apparently which kind of bugged me actually because he said that he's the only one out of the insider guys let's say uh, on the networks that has come out and said like the Leafs are def- we're definitely talking to like one team in particular but he doesn't want to say who it is for mm-hmm. and they're looking for a forward and I'm like okay well why are you even mentioning it then if you don't want to say who it is or anything right then obviously it must not be anything of importance or anything right but now, whether or not, like, again, this goes into something else about, like, who you're going to trade and, and, yeah. and like, because it's it's definitely, I think, a gritty type of forward because with Simmons getting injured, you can tell that we're missing. Oh, totally. We only have him, right? Like, that's the, for his style of player, like, we only, that's it. It's Wayne Simmons. We don't have anyone to replace that. So, 
like, who are you going to get that could maybe be that type of player as well? Like, similar to Simmons, basically, right? So if something There's happens... There's nobody else. There's nobody else well, like him. No. <laughs> he's very... He's, he's like, so... Such a unique kind because of that's person. Because that's what you need on that third line. Yeah. Right? And then you could... And if it's a center, like you mentioned to me, I guess... Um, which was interesting because I somebody mentioned it that they could be actually be looking for the center, which would be what you told me by text the other day that Sam Bennett mm-hmm. from Calgary, right? Like, and then put Kerfoot on the wing because mm-hmm. maybe maybe center maybe it's just too much for Kerfoot to because he seemed to play okay with uh, with Tavares um, like last year in the bubble, like he played with him on on the wing. Like mm-hmm. Kerfoot was the winger, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like there's n- right, n- and then Pierre Engvall. I don't know. Again, I guess it goes back to that contract last year, like we talked in our shows last year, even saying once he got the contract, like because he's he's a big body, he's he's pretty fast. Yeah, he's like, a good skating, skater. Skating ability is great. He has all the tools to be that third line player, but it just doesn't happen for him he's just like you don't know what he's doing out there like on saturday night like you couldn't i don't know i didn't really even notice i hardly him notice him yeah yeah and that's not good when you're a forward yeah whereas when at least you're that a defenseman tra- that's good like to not yeah. notice or, a defenseman but if you're a forward no like you yeah you got to be doing something right yeah whereas at least that travis boyd like he mm-hmm. he's on the fourth line i know that's least, the thing that fourth yeah. line is getting much better chances. They're getting in the zone. They're getting the stops in the offensive zone. Yeah, That's kind of, you know, if you're not going to be scoring, you at least want to get the stops there so that we can get our top line on, win the face off, get the chances, you know, like. Yeah, and, and you, then, you get the momentum, basically. Like exactly. As, like getting a, a good shift in, get the momentum going mm-hmm. so the top line will come out after that and, and hopefully bury it like in the net or anything mm-hmm. but um but yeah i i don't know it's it's a <laughs> still a, a work in progress for another work in progress um for keith to try and figure out like who's i was really wishing vc i mean from our first show of the season like we were looking for we thought that that chemistry would happen with kerfoot yeah um and it's just i don't know <laughs> It's just not happening for Jimmy VC, right? Like, since he played well the first few games, and then now again, you barely notice him. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I know. It's odd. So, yeah, I would say that is bad. But as for <laughs> ugly, <laughs> but as for ugly, I don't have any ugly. So, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's right. So, I don't, I don't either. Know. Did you, no did you ugly have ugly? No ugly for me either. No ugly? No. Okay. So, Sometimes we're not going to have an ugly, so that's good. I mean, I guess the refs are always ugly in our case, but in my case, I don't <laughs> like the refs. Um, but um, yeah, so we're going to go on to some some more positivity with our new segment, our new regular segment called Ladies Talking Leaves Highlight Reel. That's right. So, and so, so, so take it away. So for our, in the third spot, we, we were talking a little bit about, you know, second line, third line, things like that. But last time, I think we mentioned that, you know, Mikheyev 
What's going on with Mikheyev? He can't finish. Well, Mikheyev finally scored versus the half Woo! in Montreal. Woohoo! <laughs> so he finally, ended, yeah, he ended up getting uh, the game-winning goal uh, that night. So he's off the Schneid. So very happy for Suitman. And so, so giving- hopefully that'll uh, get him. Like, you know, yeah. once one goes in, maybe like a ton of them will go in. That's more right. Now. Yeah. Honorable mentions for this slot. Also, uh, we'll mention, we mentioned earlier Rasmus Sandin, who played a total of five minutes in his first game, but he got an assist on the Matthews goal versus Vancouver. So good on him. Mm, and yeah, uh, yeah so yeah, that is number- the, our third third slot there. Third, number three. So number yes. two on our highlight reel is... Spezza's hat trick versus Vancouver in the yeah. first game of the three game series. Now that was something to see. Such a special I, night. Yeah. I was yeah, so that, happy after that game. I'm still smiling like you guys can't see me, but like I got a huge smile on my face right now. It's all the good feels happening uh, when you think, but, you about know, the that. arena staff there. I mean, there's obviously staff there. They should have something like to even throw a few hats or do something like for those cases. Well, you never know, right? Like make it. The other thing is, is technically, like with all the gizmos and gadgets and audiovisual things that they have nowadays for in-game, you know, shows, could they not like even do like just like raining down uh, hats with just like uh, lights and stuff, like something, yeah, something, yeah. you know, like you <laughs> could, know. like if this was Vegas, you know, they would totally do something like that, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Vegas has those gold hats. I, don't I know. know like, that. the gold the helmets. Like, they, <laughs> they actually have the potential to do something where they don't even have to pick up the hats. You know, they yeah. can just do some sort of light show, yeah. sound, I don't know. you know, make it more know. interesting. I, yeah. I mean, we were obviously like every, the final goal. I replayed it. I looked at it again today and I just thought, you know, because they were all saying how it was vintage Spezza, Spezza right? Like, because mm-hmm. he was like, he cut in on goal and then he just kind of went around the goalie's leg there and tucked it in. And I was like, oh, I like that. That was so fun. I said, I wish there was a crowd there for him. That's the thing, like, yeah. between, like, for him, for that kind of moment, for the Simmons moment where he scores his first goal and, or even had a, had the fight in one of the games, like, if the crowd was there, it would have just made, made it so much more meaning for them, too. Like, for us for as sure. fans and for them sort of mm-hmm. thing, too. But anyways, we're there in in Maple Leaf spirit as you. I like that quote of yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. And uh, so number one on, on this uh, segment of our highlight reel is actually going to player and team stat streaks. So... We're definitely keeping the NHL PR and Sportsnet stats busy on Twitter. That's for sure. So uh, the first one we want to highlight is is Marner uh, versus the Canucks. He got his 14th career three-assist game during a regular season, tying Sundin with fourth most in Leafs history. And he has his long, had his longest assist streak with eight games with an assist, two short of his, his career high with an assist in consecutive games. And what about there? We have another player to touch on, Chris. Yeah. So there's Matthews, of course. It's the dynamic duo. duo. Yeah. They follow each other. Um, so he has an eight-game goal streak. Unfortunately, it ended uh, with the Habs on Wednesday, but he had an eight-game goal streak. I personally think it's because the reason why these things end is because people like the NHLPR and the SN stats, they they talk about it too much anyway. I think it's better as... <laughs> 
it's just the same as a shutout, right? Like, yeah. as soon as you say shutout, like, forget it. It's done, so everything. But anyways, okay. So he had the eight-game goal streak uh, going, but uh, and then he got his 300th point, uh, second youngest in Leafs history to get that to that mark. Uh, Vincent Danfus was the youngest player to get to 300 points. And then going into tonight's game versus Ottawa, he has a nine-game point streak going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then, uh, and then the team itself... You want to go with the team? Yeah. uh, So until the game versus the Habs on Saturday night, we had a point streak going by getting at least a point in each of the last nine games in consecutive seasons. So last season we had a 10-game point streak. So, uh, you know, by all accounts, uh, things are clicking along very nicely. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, and so it's... obviously it's time to start some new streaks as it's Monday night, and we are moving into our next segment, which is what's coming up for the blue and white. Yeah, so we're recording this on Monday, um, and so it's we got uh, I guess the three game home set uh, versus versus the Sens. It includes a back to back on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, and then on Saturday night, we go into Montreal again versus the Habs. And then we don't see them again until April, which is kind of weird. <laughs> and I think we kind of round out the end of the season with a three-game set against them, too. So that's going to be – that yeah. could be downright uh, nasty. Yeah. And then, <laughs> we, the and then uh, yeah, and then for the – I guess the last week of February, we got a two-game set um, at home versus Calgary before heading out west to face the Oilers for three games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's just start with the Sens, I guess. What do you, like? To me, it has they have to win all three games, or they oh should. god, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, like I I don't want any of these like giving them one game. Like no, no, they need to they need to really show their prowess and. Um, and take all of these games. I think that they, they need to start loading the net again, get their confidence back a little bit if it started to slide. Um, do you think that uh, Hutchison is going to get into one of the games in the back-to-back? Yes, he should get into... I think he should. Like, I, I don't understand... Because it's going to be three games and four nights by that time, mm-hmm. Like because they're playing Wednesday, Thursday, and then they play the Habs on Saturday. So you got to get... Hutchison in there. Jack, it was good that Jack Campbell apparently is on the ice, and yeah. today he was working with Steve Breer, the goaltender coach, and all that. That's great. Um, but you got to give Freddie some rest. I mean, like for once, nobody is actually complaining about him. Yeah, they've gone on to John Tavares instead, <laughs> um, and like it just seems to change from one focus to another. So you don't want. Um, you just need to get him some a little bit of rest here and. It's better that Hutchison plays the the second game, I think, of the back to back. Hundred percent. And I think if you you trusted him enough to give him money, you need to trust him enough to actually play a game and 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 show him that he can be different than than he, than he was. You know, like I think the situation is different. The environment is different. Um, the atmosphere. <laughs> so I, you know, yeah. we have different coaching staff. Yeah, it's all I'm sure shit. the messaging will be different uh, towards him. I think you need to give him a chance to show that, you know, he can, he can, you know, deliver. Yeah. And then um, plus, I guess for Freddie, like, I mean, he definitely, you want him playing in Montreal on Saturday night. Yeah. And uh, for that, for that game, 
I mean, like the Habs are off for six days now, so it could go either way. Some of the games that I've seen with the teams that have that break, like that first game is not that great for them, but Mm -hmm. then we have, that's the third game in four nights. So we're not going to, we need Freddie to be fresh, let's just say on, on that night, uh, um, because the rest of the team is going to be going or like, they're going to be, I don't know how to word it, but they're on their, I mean, they should be able to handle it, but it's tough on the third, on the third game of four nights. And then, and then we got Calgary, which is going to be interesting because they lost both games here Mm -hmm. last time. And then there was that whole thing at the end of the game with Muzzin and Kachuk. Mm -hmm. Um, I I (laughs) wonder if there's been long enough time between that now that it's sort of been a little bit forgotten. Yeah, I, I don't. Like, I don't think anything will happen, but it's just like, you know, the media is going to come up and and remind people of that, how True. he flipped the puck at him or whatever yeah. sort of thing, right? But Kachuk is an idiot anyway sort of thing, so he'll do something else to make it, make himself annoying. But you know they're going to be up for it because of the, uh, because of the fact they lost both games mm-hmm. that... Um, against us uh, the last time. And then we got the Oilers again, which quite a distance away. It's at least a couple of weeks, but uh, they're doing well right now. So I don't know. It's always obviously the Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews kind of thing. And now I guess with the Oilers, they got Mike Smith uh, back in goal. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so they're doing better. So, uh, but that'll be like, uh, cause we've been at home a lot, a lot. Right. So yeah. In this last little our, stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be our thing to go out on the on the road, go out west a little bit and and see how it goes. Hopefully by then they'll have a winger for uh or somebody for JT. So and, uh, and uh or at least have one maybe a third line or a winger for JT. I don't know, maybe he can't solve everything all at once, but um but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um and there's also, sorry, we did actually didn't mention it, how we, we couldn't mention it, is tonight apparently Thornton is going to be coming back, right? Yeah. Joe Thornton, right? So is we'll see be... how that goes. Like, he seems pretty pumped to get back in the lineup, so uh, he's yeah. going to be back on the top line again. So obviously that's going to have a little bit of a, of a, of a shuffle down effect. Uh, so we'll see how that all shakes out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he should be on the, uh, like, just immediately. I'm not really a fan of him going right up there with Matthews and Marner, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's probably going to start there, and who's to say if he actually finishes the game there? I don't, like, Keith. he's not one to stick to that just because he started that way. They're managing the minutes, definitely. For sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um so, yeah, the couple of league notes. Do you want to? Yeah, so a couple yeah. notes uh, that we wanted to add before we move on is uh, just to uh, mention that the AHL is actually getting started and the Marlies are back and they are starting a four game stint versus the Manitoba Moose in the the five team Canadian division that is kind of uh, mirroring what we're doing in our in the big league. Um, and so this is an opportunity for, you know, especially Sandine and Robertson to get a lot more playing time. And they're going to be the, the go-to guys, I guess, for the team. So the, definitely want to look out for, for them and, uh, and yeah, getting as, some as game, said, getting their skates under them. And as you mentioned, Nick Robertson, I was thinking maybe he'll be the answer for, John Tavares and William. Well, uh, that's the first, that's the person that came to my mind. 
yeah. instantly. I think we were talking about it, and he's who came to my mind. Uh, that's that's he's an energy guy, you know. So he who can so finish. He might, yeah. So he <laughs> might. I mean, he's been out for a while, obviously. So he he'll probably. I would think it would be a good thing for him to get lots of minutes and play all four games mm-hmm. um, in in the uh, with the Marlies. Um, and then because Keith also said like he's not going to he doesn't expect him to be down there that long. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, I was also reminded there is the salary cap issue to contend with. Not to say that, I mean, he's on an entry level contract, but still they said Brandon Prentin was really working the numbers today. <laughs> so so uh we'll we'll wait for that but that is a a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one more note to add um this is actually a league uh note is uh that next week uh there's the outdoor games uh in Lake Tahoe in California. So those are going to be uh some interesting ones to watch. Uh Vegas and Colorado in one on the Saturday and um Philly and Boston in a number game number two on Sunday. So both of those games are at 3 p.m. next week. And uh, I, I'm kind of interested to see uh, how the setup's going to be um, there. It would be nice if they did it outside, out in the woods somewhere. Um, but I don't think they can really do that. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to, like we were talking before we got on, like it just seemed that you don't really... I didn't really know about it a lot. I saw, I guess, the time lapse thing. Um, I guess of them building the rink there a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, but um, yeah, it's just something fun just to see, um, just to see the. Uh, I guess the it won't be the same because fans won't be there, obviously, but yeah. just to see the. I guess the scenery basically around the rink and how they've, how they make it all up um, to be like a show and it's perfect because Vegas is involved. And then uh, I don't know why Bruins and Flyers got in there, but as the second game, but anyways, <laughs> somehow they always get in there. Uh, Bruins, I think actually both teams, they have, they've done a lot of outdoor games, but um, I'll be cheering. We'll be, well, I think you'll cheer for JVR. Sure. Oh, yeah, you're not yeah. going to, che- you're not going to cheer for Marshan and uh, yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know, on the other on the other side, I don't know, you don't seem to like Naz too much, so I'm cheering I for Naz. Like, I love Naz. <laughs> I just I love Naz and I miss Naz, but I don't feel the same way about the the deal that that you do. That's all. And I all right. do like Colorado, so that they would be my pick, I think, in all that right. game. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I guess that's that's about it. That's all we got for for our uh, for our show today. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, Thornton comes back um, this first few games, and um, I guess I'm being without Simmons for a while too. That's gonna <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna take a lot out, out of us unless uh, I don't know, somebody has to step up. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, we hope you enjoyed the show, and if you want to find out how to support us, uh, please consider buying us a coffee. Visit and follow us at coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com. Um, and we have plans to improve the show and every, every little bit helps. So you can make a donation using our handle LTL1917. And you can find the link on our Buzzsprout website, as well as all on our social media. We have them in our, um, in our bio profile. So you can find all our links there. 
And uh, just a shout out to our latest donor, Jim. Thank you so much, Jim, for buying us a coffee. We really appreciate it. And we Mm. would also really appreciate it if you would take a bit of time to give our podcast a review or a rating on whatever app you use to listen to us. So if you don't already, you can follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at LTL1917, and we will keep you posted on what's going on with our leaves. You can also always email us at uh, ladiestalkingleafs at gmail.com to give us any feedback or ideas for future shows. So as always, we want to say a very heartfelt thank you to our healthcare workers for everything they do. And everybody stay safe. See ya. Go Leafs, go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.